the day's play for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. This is the day's play after Collingwood's seven-point victory over Melbourne in the first qualifying final. 92,636 in to see it. Melbourne dominated the inside 50s but could never get it on the scoreboard. Here's how Dermot Burton saw it on AFL Nation. I'm so wrapped for Collingwood and I'm... I was going to say disappointed. I'm angry at Melbourne. I'm angry that they can go in like that. And it was as plain as the nose, clear as the nose on your face before the game that we so often say, oh, it'll be one in the middle. Both teams are getting their shots. It's one in the forwards. The forward line that functions the best wins this game tonight. And if ever you wanted... An illustration of 69 inside 50s, as you've just mentioned. To me, the, the, the line ball is 56 inside 50s, 14 a quarter. And if it comes in 14 times a quarter, you should be able to cobble your way to a 12-14 goal type of score. Admittedly, this is finals football and you've got some wonderful players out there stopping you try, trying to achieve that task. But to kick seven goals, 11, and, and hack a few out-of-bounds on the full as well, from the best part of 70 inside 50s, that's not a final, a grand final, that's not the profile of a grand finalist forward line. Yeah, this is on the forwards, forward end of the, the ground. The back line was pretty good for Melbourne. So the, I don't know whether I'm disappointed or angry at this Melbourne team right now in the, the way that this has happened, because this... This list is so, so good. The midfield is so strong. And the back line, with those, led by those two key defensive backs, is so powerful. You've just got to cash in while you've got this group together, and they can't do it. On the Collingwood side of it, just first blush, what do you think? Well, they gave it all. They, it was like the, the dog in the fight, you know, just... You get out and you throw the first one early and you put them on their back, put them back onto the heels, and they really did do that. They they landed a few blows, literally, and, yeah, Mason Cox did all he could against Big Max Gorn. I, th I actually thought Maxie Gorn was probably best on the ground. He was the most difficult player to get around. He almost shaped this game, had they been able to kick well, had they been able to cash in on that advantage, but... Yeah, I, I was very pleased for the Magpies. Bobby Hill has given them exactly what they wanted. He, he came into the, the club uh, in, what was it, last year, and and he's given them that spice up forward. And, oh, look, I thought they were fantastic. They defended really well until, until the second half, and in the last quarter they probably played a little conservatively, went straight down the line once again, that looming figure of Max Gorn, straight down the line. And I thought it was going to play into the D's hands because they kept knocking it back to where it came from. Yeah, what did they have in, in the final quarter even? So overall, inside 50s, 37 to 69. And in the final quarter, 19 to 4. 19 inside 50s and they got three goals. I mean, that's even on a one quarter alone, that's not enough. Collingwood probably ran out of gas in the end, but I think another 14 days and they'll get Nick Dacos back now. They will, they will. So the, the looming questions are what is Braden Maynard's fate for the collision that 
knocked Angus Brayshaw out of the game. And I do think it's worth pondering Brayshaw's absence. So, yeah. Brayshaw out of the game inside 10 minutes meant Petrarca could never go forward. Not until he the was end. supposed yeah. to be 50 yeah. 50. And then they pushed him forward as sort of the final moment of the game. And the, it created one goal. But that was a roll of the dice. Yep. Yeah. They but had to roll the that dice. That was their move yeah. that they yeah. were denied during the night was Correct. Petrarca forward to see if he could make anything of the glut going it had forward. An effect on the and game. the reason is because Brayshaw was out. Yeah. And that sort of adds to the. You can't just brush it away and pretend it didn't happen. It'll have to be adjudicated properly because it, it has played a major role in the outcome of the game. They also didn't have a depth sub, did they? Like a, an experienced depth sub to bring on. I mean, if you had a... I mean, if Ginevan comes on halfway through the opening quarter, you think he's got to have more impact than, than a five-gamer. He's played a few games, hasn't he? He, know, he knows what, what's expected of him. I think they would have liked their games. time again and picked James Jordan. Collingwood, nine goals, 660, defeated Melbourne at 7-11-53. The last quarter was spent grimly defending as Melbourne managed three goals to nil but could never quite draw close enough to put the Frighteners up the pies. Hear how we called it on AFL Nation. Adams dispossessed. Hill has a go. Oliver got him high. high. It has been a manic beginning, and Bobby Hill slots the opening goal, and every magpie swarms to him. My check on McStay gets up, got a hand to it, ball falls to the back, and again, Bobby Hill! Bobby's got two, Collingwood's got two, Melbourne has a problem or two. Brayshaw gets hold of it, pumps it to the teeth of goal, whistle... Brayshaw got downed after the kick came. Maynard cannoned into him. Bailey Fritch directly in front, 20 metres out. Steadies the ship for Melbourne. Turns his way onto the right boot. Caresses the kick to half forward. Sliding into Marcus Crisp. Jack Crisp, angled to the left, 52 from goal. Winds it up. It's got a good fly. It works back and through. Hills lurking around the contest. That's where it goes. Up went Cameron. Took the mark. A two-grabber. Darcy Cameron from full forwards. Collingwood get full toed odds out of the opening term. Finds Majacek. Elliott makes a lead deep. Bobby Hills in behind them. He'll mark and pause. This small forward is kicking for his third. Hill lines them up. He's a Bobby Dazzler. Pokes it inboard to Lipinski. They're open up front. Hang on. Perfect mistake. <laughs> <laughs> he might beat the runner down. When the opportunities are so few, you've got to strike when they arrive. He's and McStay has done just that. <laughs> Near the top of the goal square for Melbourne. Cox thumped it down. Taken by Sparrow. Snaffled a goal. No space. All intuition. Mitchell puts it back towards full forward in the mark to McStay. Oh, running back with a flight. 20 minutes gone, third term, McStay goals. Away in the aerial contest. Oh, and then Dacos had no awareness and Neil Bullen ran him down to win holding the ball. Desperate to muster some energy, Melbourne. It's a must-kick goal and Neil Bullen meets the moment. May in the end won it with a fist, knocked it down, but Degoe comes up and he bangs it towards goal for the instant reply to the instant reply. Thankfully he's up to take the kick. Quainor was out the back, didn't deal with it. Neil Bullen keeps it alive. Smith trickled it to goal. Maynard got in front of Fritch. McDonald's onto it. He surely will. They're alive. Melbourne get the first of the final term. Barrow through the stoppage up to full forward for Melbourne and Smith. Smith slides in to take the mark in the channel. 25 out. Joel Smith simply must. He prodded at it, but he got it home. 
That's a couple to build a sense of momentum. Kick to half forward. Van Royen leans in, knocks it down. Petrarca busting free, sets it up. Fritsch under the high ball. Got it. Plays on and squeezed it home. That's clever. Squeezed it in with a tumbler. Fritsch has got his second. Melbourne is down by seven points with two minutes and 47 seconds remaining. Magpie fans up out of their seats. Gorn took it out of the ruck. Melbourne have misfired about as badly as a team can in September. And Collingwood put all the advantages of this final series. They are the one seed. They are the flag favourites. They are into the home preliminary final. Collingwood into the preliminary final. They'll host at the MCG. Melbourne will host Friday night in the semi-final round. They will play the winner of Carlton and Sydney. You will hear every one of these finals called live and in full on AFL Nation.